Warning, Afraid to Ask is an uncensored podcast that may include adult language and topics. Actually, not may. It will contain such things. If you get offended easily, please check out my dry bar comedy special or watch me on Gutfold. I love you, but this podcast is not for you. Mom, please turn it off. I love you. Turn it off. Okay, you can't say we didn't warn you. Please enjoy the episode. Check one, two. Well, hello there, boyfriend. How are you this fine day? I'm really good. Is it working? Yes. Excellent. Let's not touch shit. I'm afraid to ask, but I have a great question. I don't even know what I was going to say. I'm so disturbed right now. I guess guess to me, the podcast is, um, well, let me put it this way. I was trying to figure out what to call it. Do you know like everyone has a podcast? Like this probably isn't a good idea. (laughs) Like everyone has a podcast. And so- what I wanted it to be, what I thought really truly encapsulated the the uh, like the, the theme of the podcast would be if it was called um, asking for a friend. So questions that you might have that are like medical or embarrassing to the point where you go, oh, my friend's having trouble getting an erection. Like what type of pills would I take? Do you want me to tell you what to do right now, Jamie, for that? Or Yeah. my Honestly, my buddy keeps asking. Yeah, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate for me mm-hmm. <laughs> to be learning it right now. It is. It is. But isn't that weird? So I <laughs> looked it up. So I, I called you and I said, I think I have the name for this podcast where we can answer these questions. It could be called Asking for a Friend. And you said, oh, that's not bad. Yeah. You weren't as, as excited as I, as I wanted you to be. But you were like, that, would, that will do. You're very honest, by the way. Well, I, I think I wasn't excited because I hear that all the time. Like, it's my reality. People lie all the time. Oh, my friend has this. No, you have it. Which so I, I, That's why I like the, yeah. the name of it, though. Because you heard it all the time. Which I would like to get into what, if you hear that a lot and what types of questions those are. But so as far as the name of the podcast, I go on Spotify and I search asking for a friend as the name of a podcast. There's four or five podcasts called asking for a friend. My friend wants to know, asking for a friend. I'm like, okay. So talking to some people on my uh on my team about what we should call the podcast. I'm very eager right now. I hate, I just, let me just call, I hated that I just said Impressed my team. Me. I hated that I just said my team. I just didn't know what to say. I was going to say my manager, but then that sounded, I didn't like the way that sounded. I was talking to, I was talking You're to my manager. You're delaying the inevitable. I want to like hear what you came up with. Okay. So, well, he comes up with, <laughs> and I told him, I told him you're not going to like this. And I'd like, oh. I'd like to know if I'm right. Oh, great. And if so, why? He goes, dude, I got, he goes, get ready. I'm going to tell you what I think the name of your podcast should be, but I don't want you to be offended. Wait, this is a professional? This is my manager. Okay. I'm his client. He supposedly loves me and has my best interests at heart. <laughs> and he's also, he's had very good ideas in the past. What was And so he says, <laughs> I have an idea for the name of your show, but I don't want to offend you. It's a I, great lead up, isn't it? What do you, do you have any guesses as to where I'm going? Why can't I get it up? No. Oh. He said, "You why don't you call it, are you ready? And he went through not just this, but a bunch of them. He goes, why don't you call it something like the, the doctor and the dumbass? Oh my God. <laughs> no. And I said, I, w- oh. I wouldn't mind that because I get, I get that it's like, oh, it's this doctor who knows things. And then this, this comedian. No. But I, I go, my girlfriend I'm would not like that at all. Fuck no. I'm offended. You know what I liked about you hmm. was how smart you are. I don't, I don't, I don't, I think like I don't feel that way, but, but like I thank you. 
well, your timing is impeccable and your wit is there, but you also read people and read audiences. And what I saw when I watched you live was like how you change everything to meet the needs of the people that are there. And a lot of people, okay, they're book smart, but they're fucking idiots. Mm -hmm. I feel like you are well-read. Oh, you're smiling. Look at this. You're very well-read and you have read more than I have. And that really blew me out of the water. So yeah, Doctor and the Dumbass, no-go. Let's the reason again. I'm smiling <laughs> is number one, it's always nice to like get a compliment. I'm of course super uncomfortable with compliments. Do you want I an wanted, insult? I wanted to, oh, I'm sure they'll let us come <laughs> right around the corner. But I was tempted to argue with you just now and instead I just decided like, oh, that's like a nice thing to say. The reason I'm really smiling is that's what I knew you would say. Of course. Like when he said that, I go, oh, you don't even like on Godfeld when I go, oh, I, you know, I thought whatever. I'll do I it. don't like self-deprecation when you could just simply state a mm -hmm. fact and let people make their own decision, which would be a positive one. So I say to him, I'll be honest with you. I didn't tell him the truth. I said, I, I go, I think that's kind of funny. I get it. I'll talk to my girlfriend, but I don't think she's going to like it. And I didn't tell him why. So then he goes, Oh no, there's more. He goes, what about like the doctor and the douchebag? Oh my God. Well, I hate that for two reasons. Okay. Is it to do with, is a douchebag a derogatory? Yes. I don't think I ever really thought about that. What is a douchebag? It's like an idiot. Do you even know what it is? Like you mean what Not is an actual douchebag? Yeah. I would guess that it's some sort of like a cleaning type of thing. Like a, I don't know what you would do with it. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Wow. Douchebag. Wow. Bunch of douchebags. Is it, can I ask you a question? Is it, is, do we still use the term douchebag or is it, is it an old? What's the collective we? I most certainly don't. So what is it? Well, I think the derogatory derivative is someone who's an idiot. Yeah, but I mean like what is a, why are you, why would you be offended? Is there, what is the, what is it, what actually is a douchebag? It's implied that you are ridiculous mm -hmm. and... I don't know. I, I, it's a negative connotation, and it's reference towards women. That's what I'm. That's what I'm that getting at. Only women do. They do, right? I mean, you shouldn't. And most women don't. You should not douche. You should not. It's an archaic thing that was created because women were taught that vaginas were dirty, which mm. they are not. I mean, I'm pretty sure that you like mine. Yeah, you know who recommended my vagina? Who recommends that people use douchebags? <laughs> Bunch of fucking douchebags. You can't say that. The reason I don't like the term is because it is it basically is like, oh, you're a horrible person and you do something for your vagina. It, mm -hmm. It's like pussy. I hate that word. Just yeah. saying it disgusts me. Well, we'll agree to disagree. We don't say I love your pussy. We say you are a pussy and it's negative. Same with douchebag. Okay. I've said I love you. Why don't I we make it. that terminology for Viagra? You piece of shit. You can't get it up on your own. You're Viagra. That makes way more, or you're like, yeah, you, that makes way more sense. I mean, makes think about it in general, me? a vagina. I don't want to say the P word. I just feel weird saying that in front of you just Thank because you. I know it makes you uncomfortable. But think about what a vagina does, how strong it is, how it has a baby. It's a ridiculous, it's a ridiculous uh, thing to, to call someone. I could see how you get offended. My only thing would be douchebag. If it is an archaic practice, does it not at some point get freed up? For the Urban Dictionary to call someone a douchebag. Or I you think that they're still in practice and you can still find them in certain drugstores. Oh. So women still occasionally will use them, although we advise against them. So they're still being utilized. Is it a cleaning thing? Yes. Okay. But why do you have to clean something that's great? So you're saying 
Now, keep in mind, I'm not a doctor. Are you saying that if you are getting a douchebag medical term, there's there might be some under something else going on? Do you, you want to sh- know why women typically use douches? Do you know? Okay, first of all, do you know what it is? We didn't get back to that. Do you know what hmm. it is? My ex-wife would date douchebags. Is that weird? No. Oh. You're not. You're missing the whole point. What? <sighs> why would they? Why would someone? Is it for? Uh, is it because they're going on a date? You could. Well, well, the whole practice is to cleanse the vaginal cavity, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Why are you laughing? I wasn't laughing. Why? I actually swallowed my water. You know wrong. what I'm going to say? You're being a fucking douchebag. Okay. I'm sorry. Please continue. I was not laughing. I drank a sip wrong. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'll remember that later. I'm going to do that when you ask me if it was good for me tonight. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> most women use them. It's like a squirting device, typically, mm-hmm. and it rinses everything. Mm-hmm. They use it after sex. They use it to get rid of your shit. After sex? Yes, to get rid of all the semen, all wow. the ejaculation that is in their body that's from a guy. So I still don't understand like why people say, you're a douchebag. Well, I'm getting rid of your shit. I'm not a weak woman, but it still has that connotation that women are weak or women are dirty, and that's why I hate it. Okay, I, I accept that. That makes, uh, that makes sense. So anyway, the podcast will not be called... The Doctor and the Dumbass or the Doctor and the Douchebag. <laughs> but I'm about to tell you something that is going to blow your mind. My mind? Mm-hmm. What? So when we wanted, to, when I wanted to call it asking for a friend and I searched it, I was slightly upset. I knew it wasn't your favorite name for the podcast. Maybe not mine either, but I felt like it truly was a, was a good description of what it might be. Sure. What I did was I Googled it. I went on Spotify and I searched podcast and there was already a podcast called, you know, Asking for a Friend. There are two podcasts called The Doctor and the Dumbass. No, there are not. And there is one podcast. Who's the dumbass? <laughs> it's, it's the same. It's that same dynamic of a doctor and a regular person. Oh. There's also The Doctor and the Douchebag. No. There's a doctor and a dummy, a doctor and a douchebag, and a doctor and, and, a, and a dumbass. It already exists. Are they comedians? No. I think one. What's, here's the problem. With starting a new podcast, you if you start a podcast and you do th- like 10 episodes, it's on Spotify pretty much forever. And so there, one of them, the doctor and the dumbass, <laughs> like I'll bet it's the dumbass who forgot to take this thing down, but their last episode was probably 10 years ago. They did 10. They go, ah, no one listened. It has no reviews. That's the name that comes up if you Google the podcast. So I mean, could, mm. you, could we take it and do the same name? Like I guess so, but that felt unoriginal to me. I don't like the name. That's, that's You're good. not a dumbass. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. But I think we did find it's certainly not our first choice. Our first hundred choices were taken. I don't think so. I'm not even going to lie to you. What you dropped today when we were shopping, my favorite one. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I wanted something. I said, I think I like where we're going with this, but I want it there to be, I want you to know like what it's about from the name. Yeah. I want you to know it's easily searchable. Uh-huh. And and so it's, uh, it's uh, afraid to ask. Yeah. Where I ask, and I, I play the part of the guy that doesn't know, I don't know a lot about medicine, and I do have questions, and I, but I'm not afraid to ask. I'll ask you anything. <laughs> so, you know, we'll get into questions like, 
from, especially if something was from, can, comes from personal experience between us, we will ask questions like, like, what is blue balls? Is there, is there a, um, is there an actual medical term of blue balls? Like, do women get blue balls? Like, is it a real thing? Like stuff like that stuff. So we'll eventually be taking questions from people that have stuff that they're afraid to ask. Yeah. And with that, cause I really wanted to call it asking for a friend cause that like really intrigues me. <laughs> I don't get embarrassed. Like I don't get embarrassed. Like if I had trouble anytime at the doctor, are you giving me like a, you don't believe me? Like, is that not true? That's correct. Do you think I get embarrassed? Of course you do. In that situation of asking about like not being like if I couldn't get an erection, which I'm, I never had that issue before. Oh, but if I did, know. I don't know if I date no winner. I don't know if I would have <laughs> have had I had a problem with it. But maybe that's not okay for me to say because I've never been there. But I've had other things where I don't know if it's from being on the radio for a while. You just kind of get or doing comedy. You get used to just like talking about. Just this afternoon, a friend of mine messaged me and he said. He goes, hey, would you do me a favor? And I go, yeah. And he goes, would you write an affidavit as to prove that me and my wife are married? He goes, we need it for like Argentina. And he goes, just say that you were with us when I asked my wife to marry me on Catalina Island. All I got to do is like write a little thing that says you were with me. And I read it and I write back, hey, dude, honestly, it just sounds a little bit, I just want to do something like illegal. Like I'd be, <laughs> I'd be happy to to do this, but like let's find a date when... I didn't have a show like is what if they could what if they issue her some sort of license and then they find out I had a show that night and I wasn't there and then he leaves me an audio message that says dude what the fuck are you th- that actually happened it's a real story I didn't make <laughs> and it up you were there you were there <laughs> this actually happened and so I felt like a jerk but I fessed up to it <laughs> you did immediately you did. I'm proud of you and was not that. embarrassed I couldn't wait to show you what a fool I made of myself yeah well listening to his uh, voice message was hilarious yeah that was amazing I so, like it when people call you on your shit, which is why I'm excited to do this because I feel like a lot of the stuff that I don't talk about in medicine mm-hmm. needs to be talked about. A lot of my platform is talking about the scary or uncomfortable because so many people get intimidated to go to the doctor and they don't tell me anything. They just say, oh yeah, I'm here to uh, have my blood pressure checked, right? And they have all these other questions, but they're too scared to ask. I only get those questions from you or my close friends, like. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody deserves to ask them and deserves to have them answered, but in a fun way too. Yeah. Like, wouldn't you want to like, I don't know, like hang out with your friends and like find an answer to like any penis question under the sun. Wow. Oh, you like By that By the way, one. there's well, three podcasts well, already were... <laughs> named any penis question under the sun. There's three okay, different Okay. Ones. Well, I'm women's health, so I'm not going to give you too much penis stuff. And if I have to, I'm probably going to look it up. But Vagina inquiries? I will give you... We'll edit that out. Yeah. No, why would you edit that out? Well, I'm glad I thought my terrible vagina idea vagina for the Vagina diaries? That's fine. So. You didn't say douchebag diaries. I'm happy with you. Okay. But thank you, first of all, for coming to my defense on the douchebag dumbass thing. I'm actually not familiar with that in a relationship where someone supports you and does nice things to you. And um, so you so you were saying you get you get people that come in and they don't want to ask you questions. And I for sure am that guy that. Do you get a lot of people that are like, I don't want to get this test because I don't want to know? Yeah. Because well, what comes to mind for me is... Cancer. Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking, I just got a colonoscopy scheduled. I have in a couple weeks. And why did you get that scheduled, Jamie? Because you freaking told me over and over and over that I needed to do it or I would have never done it. <laughs> that brings up a really good point, though. If you weren't dating a doctor, would you mm-hmm. have done it? I don't think you would have. 
No. And I'm not trying to give myself credit. I just feel like a lot of people are so afraid they won't do it and they need that little push. Yeah. And would you say if you're going to, it almost doesn't make sense. And I'm saying I do this and it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to go. I don't want to know what's going on down there because the earlier we find something like this, the, if, if something was going on with my, I don't know what could happen from the colonoscopy. I don't know. See, I'm afraid to ask. Well, <laughs> I really am. Like I don't, I almost didn't. You're just lucky that the guy who's doing it happens to be a personal friend of mine. So he's going to take you to dinner before he probes your asshole. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I know. I set it up nicely for you. Is it weird that it's your, your friend? I think it's a little weird. Well, he's not looking at your dick. Yeah, but let me, is it because he, this is what he does that is not yeah, strange? Yeah, like he's sensitized. It doesn't matter. Like if there's another guy friend of yours and you were like, oh, I looked at your boyfriend's asshole and he was a photographer, that would be strange. Unless he photographed assholes. Exactly. So <laughs> you, I feel, I don't feel, I, I feel. I do that. I take care of my friends. I do uh, their vaginal exams all the time. I look down there. I touch and do procedures. And if they're comfortable, I'm comfortable. I think the hard thing is that is the most sensitive thing in your entire world. Well, the hard right? thing is my dick after hearing about you and your friends. What is wrong with you? I think so many things. What in the hell just happened? I'm sorry. Do you think... You're never getting introduced to any of them now. The ones just, you've already met, I'm going to let them flee the country. It just sounds like an original beginning of a pornographic movie. No. Like, oh, thanks for seeing me. My insurance, you know, it lapsed and we've always been friends. This is so. I apologize. You were saying something serious, and I do. I, am I, I, I legitimately, but you were saying you have to look at it in the perspective of the person who comes to see me. They never come yeah. to see me on the best day of their life to see the doctor, mm-hmm. right? So automatically, you've taken time off from work. You scheduled this. You're probably nervous, mm-hmm. and then if you have a concern that happens to be in a sensitive area, that's really shitty. It is, and you know you're going to have to like strip down and show somebody stuff. Mm-hmm. So for me, when we talk about it, it's a, I'm in a whole different category, even with my friends. I go doctor mode. I'm professional. I give them every single treatment that they need, the best care possible. And then we can go to yoga afterwards and mm-hmm. it's fine. And then I have other friends who are uncomfortable and I'll say, you know what? Like find another doctor. I'll refer you just for that part of the exam right. because some don't want me to see it. Um, but I think the important thing is like you have to find somebody who respects you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a it's a huge trust issue. Someone that respects you when they if they're examining you. Yeah, you're super vulnerable. Not, and, like and, I would never make fun of a patient when I'm like afterwards, like for that exam. Like it's so much trust that they're giving to me to get naked and have me examine something that they would only show sometimes one other or sometimes never. Right? No one's ever seen them before right. naked. So you have to treat it with sensitivity. And you're right. I've had doctors where they were very dismissive or yeah. they said something extremely scary and then went, okay, take care. You know, like where you have like some sort of scare or something. And oh. then, yeah, you know, if I feel like you've always been good. You're, you're, I know you're good at that without having seen you do it in person. I know that you, oh. you're going to deliver, but I've had guys where I, I go, geez, he just said that to me and then everything ended up being fine. But like, 
no whatever it's called like bedside manner, manner? or empathy yeah i think what's really difficult too is um you catch doctors on good days and bad days we're people too mm. and i think people forget that like i can have a really shitty day where i haven't slept at all maybe i had a horrible call um I, i've pronounced patients that i've loved dead right like i've done cpr it mm. hasn't worked it usually doesn't work thank you movies for fucking that over fuck you Grey's anatomy but the point is at the end of the day i have to keep doing my job and people People expect me to be robotic and that's difficult mm -hmm. and everyone has a hard job I'm not like some heroic person like I respect everyone under the sun I don't think I'm better than anyone I just mean a lot of people don't think of doctors as people who can fail or have mm -hmm. personalities or have personal lives and we do so sometimes when you see us maybe we've just gotten really bad news maybe we just had a relationship that we were in fall apart mm -hmm. and that happened to me Maybe we've had something devastating happen with a patient and I just got off the phone telling them that they're not going to survive another month. And then I have to go to someone who's like, I don't like the color of my hair. Right. How do I fix it? And if we seem a little callous, it's not that we're dismissive. It's that we're dealing with really tough stuff, but there's no way I would be like, fuck you, dude. I don't give a shit about your concerns. Right. I just told someone they were going to die. So it's challenging in my job because there's a balance but a lot of the times people also expect me to be superhuman mm. and I'm not, I have a lot of faults. Never thought about that. And, um, Oh, well I've got a lot of them. So it, <laughs> this is a terrible analogy. I wanted to ask also, you said, I'll give you the terrible analogy in a minute. Oh, wonderful. But you, you, you said, you said like, fuck you, Grey's Anatomy. Oh, um, oh, oh. <laughs> so you're saying it's not realistic to expect just all good looking nurses and doctors to sleep I together mean, all the time and still handle all their tasks? Oh, I love you. And this is probably going to bug you, but I've definitely uh, hooked up in a car room before. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so uncomfortable. It was one time and I don't even want to continue. I feel fine. It's not like that. All that granted, all of my scrubs that I like are Grey's Anatomy scrubs. In a That's what the brand? Room? You hooked up in a what room? A call room. I don't know what that is. Uh, so like a huge hospital, like 20 stories tall. You finish everything for the night. Nobody needs you. You have a pager in, in case an emergency happens. Okay. And then you very well could sleep for like eight hours or get paged every minute. Can I ask you a weird medical question? Sure. What is it when you have like your stomach hurts and you've... Your face is flushed. Is that always jealousy? Because that's what I have. Those are the symptoms. It's not. <sighs> I'm just kidding. I waited to say that one. It wasn't. Okay. For, you know what? I don't I need to know. I didn't fully hook up. How about that? I just Jesus made out with somebody. Christ. I just made out with somebody. Okay. Fully hook up. I was about to. I was going to ask what does hook up mean to people? And I was literally afraid to ask. But I love. Okay. You didn't. Do you fully... want to know the truth though? Not. No. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was like 15, 10 years before I even met you. Calm down. What is wrong with me? So essentially... Do you know what it's called? Do you know why this doesn't happen? Because we're talking about Grey's Anatomy. We're not talking about what? Do oh, know do you know what, what it's called when I... If I were to actually get jealous of... I'm not going to lie. I do get, have an uncomfortable feeling and then my mind goes, dude, you're crazy. That was a long time ago. But there's like this primal brain that does the thing. Well, you it's have called, a vasomotor response and facial flushing. Essentially, you're having more blood rush to your face. You're upset. Yeah. Sorry. It rushed to somewhere else, which really made me think about what do I like? What do I not like? Did, rush to somewhere else? Are we, no. Some see, people I, like that. Okay. I don't. It's called, I, I heard it uh. called retroactive jealousy, which is like some sort of weird jealousy that you get that had nothing to do with you, that's irrelevant, that happened before you are even a part of the person's life. Well, I think that's fair though, because it's difficult for a lot of people to 
picture their partner with someone else. Mm. Even though they're not cheating and it happened a long time right. ago, you know that like your partner's not a virgin, but you're like, fuck, I don't want to ever think about you with someone else. Right. I think that's a valid point. Um, so when I fucked this guy, just kidding. So <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> What's a full hookup if that's what you guys did? No, but this is what I'm trying to say. So mm-hmm. like you have all night long. But you didn't, there was a partial hookup. We went into a call room where there's like bunk beds. You tried know. to sleep. And I made out with him. My scrub stayed on. Okay. And You're you, dating an innocent girl, believe it or I'm not. Such a so such like, a child. My clothes stayed on, his clothes stayed on. <sighs> but but he, Oh god, he that one. the fuck well, I won't tell you the other story then. So What's the other story? I don't have one. I just like messing with you. God, I hate But this. here's the reality. Could you prescribe me could we take a break? <laughs> you prescribe me Xanax? When I no. So when Xanax bad, by the way, we should revisit that. Yeah. In a lot of cases. Go ahead, sorry. Why I don't like medical shows mm-hmm. is because of so many inaccuracies that they portray. This one, for prime example, I had all night long. I had finished everything. Every patient was taken care of. Like I would never leave a patient if they needed something. Like everything is checked right. like a million times. Doctors are like crazy, crazy about like being overprotective of their patients. It's yeah. my responsibility. So I'm not going to leave somebody. But by the yeah. time like everyone Or do you like, think all doctors are like overprotective pretty much? Like I is think that so. a, Like did he wear two condoms? Oh, wow. I'm sorry. That was you continue. <laughs> Forced that in there. <laughs> so did he. So, uh Fuck, that one hurt my feelings. <laughs> Sometimes I start the joke and then all right. So it so my hooking up does actually is, happen. It doesn't happen because I just made out with him and that was it. And then I had this fear that a patient Mm -hmm. would need me, and Mm -hmm. so did he. And we were like, we're done. What are we doing? Thank God for that fear to hit both you guys. We made out for like two minutes, and it was done. Because no one realistically has all night long to just hook up. Like, you are like running labs and running codes and taking care of people. And you know what's funny? That whole night, nothing happened. I went back to my room. And I sat there for like six hours and then sun came up, my attendings came, the other like doctors came and we rounded on patients and did everything that you would normally do. Right. But what I don't like is they make it seem like everyone's hooking up and having sex with everybody. We don't have time to do that. We don't even have time to sleep. Right. I, that's so interesting. I, I've never seen Grey's Anatomy. So I'm speaking just from I like. I actually haven't either. Promos and stuff. Really? Than, we just know from what we. From like clips, um, clips that I've seen. Mm-hmm. It irritated me that everyone was super attractive. Doctors don't look like fucking 10 models. They don't. Right. That's when you say, but you do. I was going to, and then I'm like, is that... You didn't. You missed it. I just set you up. and You're the most attractive doctor I've ever seen. I just felt like, because you're my girlfriend. But you didn't swing and miss. You didn't even fucking swing at that. Okay. That's cool. So do you want to hear the real call room story? Is there really one? (laughs) You can tell me if you want to. No. Okay. Um... This is before my time. I, I listen, listen. As far as jealousy goes, I want to say this for real. There, I think there are sometimes I get the difference between emotions and feelings is hard for me to um, describe. Sometimes, what did I do? You're just like bumping into. I'm, I'm going to knock over this whole table. I don't and give I have a shit drink. if you knock stuff okay. over. It's just. I think there's a difference between. Keep in mind, I'm not. I'm the dumbass. You're not. Dynamic. Stop it! I'm not going to keep going. That if it bothers me, if it if this, I'm the person that's not formally educated, medically in trained. Yeah, big difference than dumbass douchebag. So here's well, what I, here's my here's what that's I debatable. I believe 
that we have emotions and we have feelings and we have thoughts and I have trouble figuring out which one's which and I think sometimes for instance you say I know you're not a virgin you're an extremely attractive woman of of course you have guys hit on you and of course you've had previous relationships and great sex and good times and there's been guys who all oh, it's you're I hope so if not who would I be dating if you've never had an experience like that so that's all kind of obvious and part of the game but I think there's I don't know if this happens in women there's a thing that will happen to me if you say oh yeah I was with this guy once and like he was kind of a douchebag and like he's got me out in his yacht and we're in his Ferrari my chest will tighten up for a second in a weird ego, almost like a jealousy, even if it was a current, that, that's more retroactive jealousy, but even if it was current, like, oh, I ran into this guy and he's my friend and like, oh, he's, he's really attractive. There's like this weird thing you get, but sometimes for me, I can't control it, so I'll go, oh, I saw what happened right there. I'm, I'm feeling jealous because I love this woman. I, I Maybe I felt like a threat from my primal brain. And then you move on with your life. And I don't think we, sh- we need to beat ourselves up over like that feeling. I think it comes, for me, it's about how long does that feeling last? What is the refractory period between like a weird reaction? Like even anger, like I want to, f- like road rage. It's okay to get super mad in the car. Just don't follow the guy and beat him up. Like I think it's okay to have that. And you're, I think we're all working on the period of time when the reaction happens to 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 just... The, whatever action you take. Well, I think it's also, um, you have to put it in perspective. So like the story that I just told you was less than five minutes, right? And my medical training was mm-hmm. eight years. Right. In eight years, I had five minutes <laughs> right. to kiss somebody. But even so, I'm insane for <laughs> even having the, that thought at all. But it's, Yeah, but it's I this... understand that. But I, I think also like, what if I told you like, yeah, that happened every day. Right, that would be <laughs> a little more problematic. I would worry about the patients at that point. So would I. But the the story is like, yes. At one time, I was like, hey, maybe I should see if Grey's Anatomy is true. Oh nope, it's not. I got shit to do. Right, that would not have even made it in the script. Your, <laughs> your, there was not a great ending. To I don't your think Grey's they would have story. picked up the series with that one. Mm. So don't be jealous. Is my point. Yeah, and I and you know well, that's easy to say. That's not fair. You can feel however you want to feel. But my point is, doctors in general are nerds. We don't have social lives, and we try to be cool, and then we fail at it miserably. I think you're pretty cool, and your friends are cool. I've met many of your well, doctor nice. friends. I like my friends. I meant as a whole. As a whole. Well, wouldn't you want a doctor who's nerdy? Oh yeah. I actually get stuff on my social media about like, uh, if you're posting this, why aren't you reading a book? You should be having, like, you should be studying more. You should be researching more. I don't want a doctor who's fun and enjoys herself. Yeah. And I think what people are missing is you also don't want a doctor who does nothing but study because those are the ones that usually burn out. They're exhausted. Mm. They have no balance with their work life. And honestly, sometimes they're apt to make more poor decisions because they're so fatigued. I want a doctor who's happy, enjoys their life. So when they come to work, they are fucking on point. And then when they leave, they balance mm-hmm. it out. Not, they're so exhausted, they come back to work the next day and they haven't even left the office and they're tired and they're not looking at their charts with fresh eyes. Right. So I think you have to also, and this is this goes for way more than just medicine, but like everybody needs a balance. Right. Oh, you're 100%, shitty at your job. 100%. You need a balance. Are you going to be funny every day if you're exhausted? Yeah. No, not at all. You're absolutely right. You need those days off. I've never felt less funny. 
I don't want to say what tour it was, but you came on tour with me. And when I started that tour, and it was my first one where I ever sold like a lot of shows in a row, I sold out. And like right at the beginning of it, I was like, this is the life. Like I have, this is what I've always wanted. Like selling. And by the end of the tour, the, the amount of energy it required for me to be just to feel like I was funny at all after hearing the same fucking jokes every night come out of my mouth was it was really hard it was it was 12 days in a row and I remember thinking I don't want to I don't think I think that's too many I think it's got to be 10 you gotta you gotta refill the well as they say creatively you gotta punch out impressed go to the Mm -hmm. beach I thought you were just as good day one as the last day I was there but um I could totally respect that and understand it yeah get tired people get really fucking tired I, I get scared here's what scares me Eric and I mean no offense by this oh great Say I'm a comedian. And so, I, and, oh, oh, this is a, f- a fictitious story. Uh-huh. Okay. Wonderful. Well, I don't like them very much. I know that about you. I had to say that because people will think you're making a joke and you're, you've never been a huge fan of comedy. I haven't. Fascinating. So. I think you guys are mean. What do you mean? It, you know, it's, we have to talk about this real quick, but do you, I think that's from the way comedians are portrayed on social media. It's all crowd work it used to be we would just stand up there and deliver an act i'm not mean to people even when i mess with people i mean but on the internet doctors but guess how many views i've gotten online not very many nobody gives a (laughs) shit when you're nice to a guy they want to see like somebody destroying somebody yeah me and by the way me and erica met because i kind of because i did a whole thing uh like a crowd work thing on doctors you know i was just thinking that afterwards you came up and insulted you i'm a doctor did you i did you know why i didn't notice because it happened so often that's not fair. I said, I don't like comedians because they're mean. But why did I come up and talk to you afterwards? Because you specifically mm-hmm. made fun of doctors. My kind of specialty, by the way. Not just any doctor. Family mm-hmm. medicine. So you But not in a cruel way. You weren't nice. But it, I wasn't? <laughs> I don't remember what you said. Well, I was afraid to go to a comedy show and get picked on and singled out. That's what I think happens do. to people. So you're right. The crowd work is different. Here's my question. Okay. You ready? And I don't want you to... I don't think I'll ever be ready, but go for it. Okay. So here's my question. In all of our jobs, we do get exhausted. And some people think, oh, as a comedian, you only have to perform like an hour a night sometimes. What, you know, what a wuss. Like, you must be fine. But sometimes we've driven five hours that day. Sometimes I've, I have flown to a gig recently where I didn't have time to change. I went right to the gig with a hat on and did not change. I had to go right on stage. Um, last weekend, I, I drove to a show that had already begun. And I went, went up... Um, so there is exhaustion. Now, as a comedian, the I thought my last show, I felt like I put it together, and I don't know if anyone would have noticed, but if I'm really tired, the worst thing that could possibly happen, I would think would be, I forget a joke, I don't put as much energy into a bit, and they go, oh, that's pretty good, but like, like what I'm saying, see, the worst case scenario, I'm exhausted, I fall asleep for a second in some insane scenario, there's just a moment where there's no where there's no dick jokes being told no one's harmed or hurt or whatever which leads me to my question which is you you doc doctors depending on the specialty our work is and especially in residency i think are so are so exhausted at all times and i would think mistakes might happen maybe there's something you can't even talk about but like have you ever been what's the most tired you've ever been like well seeing a patient or yeah if you don't mind saying yeah yeah so um they have duty restriction hours now so essentially um this organization came together for that exact reason Mm -hmm. and said you know what they're working too hard they're going to make errors they have to sleep so 
I don't even know what it is now. I want to say like 16 hours. Don't quote me on that because I don't know. I haven't been in residency recently. But after so long, you have to go home, which is kind of crazy. That's still a lot. With me... Um, 16? The, yeah. That's still a lot. In one day. But yeah. you can still work... Um, I think it's like... For me, it was different. Um, the longest I ever worked straight without sleeping was 32 hours. Shit. And... Um, the worst rotation I ever had in 30 days, I had two days off. Damn. So we were getting there at 4 a.m. and leaving between 7 and 9 p.m. And you don't report it because then they get in trouble. It's, it's a long thing. But you're, you're shamed into you're too tired. You can't do your job. Everyone else does it. People are going to die if you fuck up. So don't fuck up. But what they don't realize is you're exhausted. Yeah. You ever and had a close call? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've made mistakes. All of us have. You ever almost just nod off? You're talking to a patient and they're telling you something and you almost just close your eyes? I've fallen asleep. <laughs> you know this story. I've fallen asleep in the OR. <laughs> I was the first to sleep. Oh, that's right. That's <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And that's the hard thing. I was. I had to wake up at 3.30. I was going home at 10 uh, p.m. Uh, for a surgical rotation for a month and I was the first assist meaning the first person after the main doctor and this person was cut open from sternum to pubic bone essentially gutted open and my job was to hold a retractor so those are like the big tong kind of things to hold the body cavity open so the surgeon can cut without mm-hmm. everything closing up again but that's a lot of force so I was standing there you were the retractor yeah you had the retractor you were in charge of that that's i didn't know that part okay oh yeah so i got to help cut open everything mm-hmm. as the first assist i get to do i like everything. how you say got to like that's the oh, doctor in you. i loved it yeah oh i love and wasn't it also i still a, love my job wasn't it also an opportunity almost like uh he chose you to do that as someone sometimes sometimes you're assigned or mm. like the other doctors like drop off and like you're the only one like one time the the assistant like the the other doctor was gone and i got to break a nose and they gotcha. never let you do that from the beginning i got to fucking smack the shit out of it wow cosmetically and it was so cool but anyway i digress so yeah i'm like retracting this person open i hadn't slept probably in a couple of days um, only because at the end of it, you have to like take tests. So I would study after a 15, 20 hour work day. It was, it was crazy. So I'd stay in the call room, I'd study, I'd go home for a couple hours sleep and then shower and come back. So I was standing up and I, I fell asleep standing up holding these retractors wow. and they closed up and the surgeon slapped my hand and he's like, what did you? And I'm like, oh, you just like he did this artery and you were doing this. And he's like, oh, very good. Didn't catch me. But that's not bragging rights. I, I kind of want to like, no, I hear what you're the saying. necessity to invoke restrictions on how much you work because of how dangerous it is. Yeah. And again, I'm a person. I'm not AI. I fuck up all the time. And then you take sleep out of the equation yeah. or into the equation, depending on how you're looking at it. And I'm deprived of reparative, regenerative sleep. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fuck up even more. Yeah. Isn't it true that if you don't sleep for... Isn't it like if you pull an all-nighter, you can't just go, I'll sleep more tomorrow. You're, you're messed up. Isn't it like you're almost drunk or something? Yeah, that's the time I told you when I was driving to the hospital and I fell asleep at the wheel. The only time I've ever had like, yeah. something dangerous with driving. I was absolutely sober, but I was going to the hospital. It was like 4.30 in the morning, pitch black, and I fell asleep at the wheel. And I, I went over an embankment in the hospital and got stuck in the grass in this like 20-story hospital and woke up. And instead of being like, oh, I should probably like fix my car or call maintenance or something, I just drove into the hospital parking lot and did my shift. 
It's quite insane, and I can't imagine it. Would you mind taking a question? So uh, here on Afraid to Ask, we have a question coming in from, this is from Jamie from Fairbanks, Alaska. Oh my God. Coming up on the next episode of Afraid to Ask. And this is a common fear in men. I am telling you, I have heard more men talk about this than any other kind of condition. It is, uh, it's having to pee all the time. Oh, how many times a day do you think you should pee? You said that sometimes a doctor can be um, tired or you know, or, or wide awake, or depending on their schedule. They, I know people say like, oh, buy a car on a Friday because they're trying to get new inventory. I don't know. They say these things. Is there a certain day I would want to go, I would, if I had a big surgery, I'd want to go see the doctor? Mm-hmm.